Before diving into today's episode, did you know that this podcast has a supporters club? By becoming a member, you not only gain access to exclusive content, but also play a crucial role in supporting your favorite podcast. See the link in the episode description to find out more. Now, let's get back to the episode. Oh man, tonight is the night. Can you believe it? After all this time, finally made it. I mean, like, I, I just never thought, you know? It's 10 o'clock on the dot, and it's Wednesday night, and I finally hit it. You know, a milestone. Another milestone was crossed. This is the first time ever for a J360 show to hit this. And in case you have been under a rocker, you probably don't know. Well, this is the J-Man, and we finally did it, ladies and gentlemen. 100 episodes! Ultra! 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 That's right. Welcome to the J-Man Show for episode 100 here on G360 Radio. J360 Legion, welcome back to the J-Man Show. Oh man, episode 100. I'm telling you, finally made it. Matter of fact, it's about time that the episode landed, huh? You know, I was actually thinking about holding this back because you guys didn't get a mini bite, right? (laughs) Nah, nah. You know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I I can only do that at least like maybe two times. Because if I'm doing it a third time, you know, I'm just being, um, I'm just being petty then, but tell you one thing, I could never have made it this far without y'all being there listening and showing your support, and plenty of you in the J360 podverse have been reaching out, and I I love it, but man, I did not think that I was going to make it to this threshold, so here I am, and man, all I got to do now is just get the Cyclone and J360 Radio Live over here. Oh, oh, yeah, which, by the way, some people have asked me about the difference between that and this show. Well, remember when I did the first 40 episodes of the J-Man show, and I was raw, and I was uncut, and, you know, pretty much, like, <laughs> shock-jocking my way to the top? Well, see, the thing is, I haven't turned my back on that format entirely, so I decided to go ahead and, you know, present that as a gift to all of y'all that like the old style of doing the J-Man show. And not only that, I have a pretty good sidekick with me this time, in the form of Alan. So, at best, you can see that me and my uh, brother there are back on the mics, teaming up, giving you a nice bi-weekly presentation, and you just, you can pretty much just come on in and speak and shoot the, you know, shoot the can with us. The thing about it is, is that it's different than this show, because um, this show's edited. So, that's a, that's about right. Yeah, yeah, I think so, I think so, yeah, 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 I keep it clean over here, but over there, we can be as filthy as need be. The thing is, though, can't be racist. I don't have time for it, and let's be real, with all that's going on nowadays, why do you think that stuff is edgy? It's not edgy, it's just stupid, it's ignorant, it's ridiculous, there's no room for any of this stuff. It is so easy to be a giant a-hole these days, I guess, you know, because some people think, hey, being a decent person is a full-time job. And it is to a point, but sometimes you want to be different from the norm. 
And see, a lot of people seem to always try to use that way as form of being edgy or I get my shock value. Or they try to be the fun police and they try to stop people from having, you know, decent conversations or making making funny talk, you know, some comedy. Comedy varies among people, you know? And I always think this, it's like, you know, it gets harder to do gags for certain things without somebody getting offended or taking it too far. Remember, there's always that other side of the spectrum that goes a little too far. Like, say, like, if I finished a joke or somebody else finished a joke and that one person, because there's usually a third person that's in the group that wants to go that extra mile, wants to go too far, and it's not funny anymore, it's like, yeah, dude, it wasn't a brick joke. Just kill it. You know, <laughs> don't don't need to push that envelope any more than what it is. And, and I see it too often in certain other content producer works, not podcasting per se, though I'm sure there's probably some out there. And let me be honest with you. If you're working your way up to like 10 episodes, you're just finding your voice. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I had to make a whole bunch of changes, too. But and that's my nephew over there. <laughs> oh, man. But let me tell you. Going back into it, though, it's like he's playing Apex, so, you know, let him have his fun. <laughs> Man, I bet he's getting his ass kicked. <laughs> oh, 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 shoot, I got to stay focused on me. Like, I'm doing, technically, I'm doing two shows at once. I'm testing out the Power Play stuff as um, I'm doing the J-Man show tonight. But what I'm saying is, is that in some other content creator works, especially over there at the Godfather of Mall YouTube, you know, have you ever seen, like, some of these people when they go and they do their YouTube performances? And then there's times where they're just phoning it in, and other times where they're just beating a, a joke that probably was a joke at one time, but it's not a joke anymore. And then you're like, gee, uh, could you kindly shut that stuff up? We, we don't care anymore. What's the, what's the real goss? What's the real niche about your, you know, are you product selling? What exactly are you going on here and explaining? And then sometimes they don't have the right thing to tell you, so they'll lead you on another roundabout conversation. You know, I had to go over there and kick his door in. <laughs> He's over in the guest suite. Eh, but he, you know, never mind, never mind. <laughs> I would do that, but I'll do, I'll save something like that for J360 TV. But um, what I'm saying is, is that like I'm sitting there and I'm seeing all this Kick Vic stuff. I'm seeing that uh, one guy known as Spinosaurus came back. And he's over there um, trying to vilify the fact that he, he stalks women. It's a lot of stuff, man. You know, but that's what you expect when it comes to YouTube. Because remember, YouTube is YouTube. Or at least at one time it was. Nowadays, you can't even cuss on YouTube anymore. Or if you do, you don't get monetized. Even though, like, the criteria of being monetized is um, very far away. It's like, what, you need, like, 10,000 viewers or... No, no, 10,000 subscribers, right? And then you need, like, a 1,000 views, and you have to maintain the people who watch the views. And, you know, it sounds like a lot more work than it is, but, you know, as content creators, we have to do what we have to do, right? So it's like, hmm. It's really rigid. But then there's times where it was that YouTube Heroes thing, and that didn't even work out for people. Oh, my God. Shoot, I'm making a high score over here. Hell, yeah. Um, sorry about that, playing uh, Sonic Spinball. I just can't get enough of the game. I mean, you know, like, it's one of them things where you got the Sega Genesis collection and you're just like, that one game, you know, like, when you need to chill out and stuff, you just can't get enough of playing it. But going back to my whole YouTube thing, I'm just like, this site used to be fun at one time. 
Like I'm, I've never achieved the highest views that I wanted or the highest subscribers that I wanted, but I did get like a hundred subscriptions. I think no, 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 not a hundred subscriptions, a hundred subscribers. And then I subscribed to other people. So, you know, in a way I kind of kept things balanced, but you know, it, it's very interesting to me, like how far we've fallen from free speech and content creating and all. But, you know, some people are still using it, and I'm going to go back to use it anyway because I know I can make higher numbers. But this isn't even about the money at this point. This is about, like, you know, fighting the system. And there's a system there that just it doesn't make any sense. And, and I'm always wondering, like, what is the end goal? Like, say, like, if all of these moral guardians or censorship gatekeeping jerks out there, if they got what they wanted exactly, what would happen? Would it be can conversation? You know, like conversation you rehearse for instead of real genuine conversation? Or would it be or, or would it be like something to keep a falsehood alive? Cause there are times where I'm like, you know, I, I can't just talk this way to somebody and then this way to another person and then all that other stuff. I can understand if that's like a family thing, like, you know, you don't want to necessarily cuss at your elders. And you don't necessarily want to cuss around your kids. See, that's a little different. Or cuss around anyone's kids. You know, that's 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 fine. But when it comes to like, oh, I got to be aware of your feelings. I got to be aware of his feelings. I got to be aware of that person's feelings. I got to be aware of all these people's feelings because they don't have self-control or clout to just say, you know what? People are the way they are. We just got to accept it in that regard unless they're trying to do bodily or um, emotional harm to me. You know what I'm saying? But you got to realize that your emotional harm comes from sometimes because you didn't face a trauma in your life. And see, some people aren't facing that trauma head on, so they need to figure out a way to fix it. And I guess because the internet gave us all a voice, we found ways to misuse that principle. It's okay to listen, but you don't have to drone on about stuff. But you see, some people go a little too far with it because of screen capping and other things. So, you know, it's just, it's weird to me that we have fallen far from the tree. Now, you're probably wondering why I went on this little spiel for the hundredth episode. Well, things have gotten petty in the um, political spiel, uh, if they haven't been petty already. But um, what I'm saying is, <laughs> Alabama, what is it, man? If it isn't Florida and if it isn't parts of Georgia, it's you. What, what is it? Do you want to be the first in something? Is that what it's all about? Did, did you just want to go ahead and say, yeah, you know, we're going to take a bloated topic like abortion and just say to hell with what the people want. It's at a stalemate. I'm going to do something about it anyway. Yeah, yeah, now it's not going to be another problem now that I went ahead and pushed this bill forward. <laughs> right? Right. See, the headaches are just, just coming around the corner now because, you see, a lot of people, you know, they, 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 they have this, Strange idea about life and death. You know, what denotes killing somebody? And then you got thou shall not kill. Everybody speaks about thou shall not kill. But the thing is, is that with the way our institutions are, people die every day. I mean, from drug institutions to to um, to drug institutions, to incarceration institutions, to multiple different ways. Sometimes a misunderstanding can get you killed. You understand that? So what about that being thou shalt not kill? What about that kind of idealism? But And then wasn't overpopulation a problem? Wasn't everybody complaining about that at one point? And then they say, hey, let's, let's not stop that. 
And now you got this whole thing about a woman's choice of what she does with her body regarding her health or regarding the child that's inside of her. You know, instead of just like there are there are positives to aborting something. Maybe the person wasn't ready. Maybe like you know, maybe the person was raped or even worse, maybe the person doesn't have the ability to carry that, you know, that living organism inside of them. It's not a person yet. You know, usually. But it's weird to me. It is weird to me that we are in this kind of situation and this kind of talk now. You know? Because there's a lot of other stuff we need to handle. I don't know about you, but there's a large amount of potholes forming and some of the roads that are around my house. I kind of would like that taken care of. You know, the infrastructure we need. There are certain projects that are not getting done in terms of construction, in terms of other aspects that we need to focus on too. Now, the thing about women's health is that should be up to them, all right? You know, like, I don't understand, like, um, why certain people who don't have that kind of plumbing, if you will, are thinking that, hey, we can dictate this any way we want to. But you got people out there that do that. They get some sort of power, it goes to their head, and they think they can just dictate anything they want, which is like the saddest falsehood ever that they could ever put on themselves because see there's a lot of people that are willing to go to bat for this and they're out there right now i think the aclu who have been very busy at this moment in time they're about to go ahead and do another set of subpoenas against the state of um alabama right now so this can fester in many multiple ways it's kind of like that i want to say it's like that um that religious freedom act they tried to pass over in indiana at one time for some reason, these states that do a lot of wrong are trying to increase that wrong by necessarily by, by necessarily creating more wrongs because they don't think they can be held accountable for it. It's insanity. It's stuff that really, really needs to stop, you know? But, you know, a lot of people, when especially if they're in power, they don't want to be admitting that they're wrong. And I might be wrong on a couple of aspects on this. I'm not afraid to be wrong. If I'm wrong, it's just a learning experience. It's kind of like what I said on um, episode two of J360 Radio Live. I said this to Alan. I said, um, if there's something out here that's a hot button topic and I don't have all the information on it, you know, I can't necessarily run it. I can't do that because at the end of the day, it's still developing. Who knows? Maybe, maybe this whole stuff will be retracted. And maybe at the end of the day, they'll probably find a way to put a stop to this crap or it'll go up to um, Supreme Court. But quite a lot of those people in the Supreme Court are against Roe versus Wade, so it's it remains to be seen exactly where we go from here. But, you know, as soon as we try to handle that issue, you know there's going to be some more incidences happening across this country. And you wonder whether it's going to get better or worse. I vote that it will get worse because you know why? Things just happen to do that right now. We can make it better, though. We can. But it's our government that pretty much is just trying to screw us at every bit of the pinch. And not only that, I recently found some uh, history I didn't even know about in Philadelphia regarding how the Philadelphia police bombed the MOVE movement. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and get some links for all these and then post them down in the description box. So, like, when you guys check out these episodes, you'll get a broad view of what's going on. You know, it's just interesting because it's like that whole area in West Philadelphia is still a mess. (laughs) And it's because 
of racial reasons. And there's a lot of racist overtones, but this isn't that kind of show right now, to be honest with you. If anything, to talk about the triple milestone, it's just informing you on what's going on in our country. And man, we got a lot of messes to clean up. But let's go ahead and segue into news of a new Mortal Kombat movie. So James Wan, the man that pretty much rescued, rescued the DCEU at best. Yeah, I'm going to say it. You know, because for a while there, they were not doing so well. Rescued the DCEU with his interpretation of Aquaman. He is now going to direct the Mortal Kombat reboot. Now, y'all remember Mortal Kombat, right? Finish him, fatalities, brutalities, and, of course, friendship. Friendship, again. (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, I'm glad Mortal Kombat's coming back in a big way. Because Mortal Kombat 11, despite people complaining about all the grinding you do... It is a beautiful game. A very fantastic, true-to-form game. I thought 10 was alright, but at the same time, I kind of like uh, 11 because 11 brought back things I was familiar with, you know? Kind of like what 9 did, where you know, it retold you something, but it went on its own keel. This time, it retold you something from multi- multiple timelines, and it took you somewhere differently. And I finished the story not too long ago. I got the good ending, but I want to get the better ending, like when you beat Kronika like twice. Man, she's cheap. But that's any final boss, right? God, I hate that. You know, I just hate her. (laughs) So I'm going to fight her again probably tonight. But man, it's just like, whew. And then everybody's out there just having a good time playing it. And then you got to unlock variants with the Crip. And, you know, you do the Towers of Time. That game's got a lot of replay value. So anybody out there screaming that, Oh, I hate the grinds in fighting games. I hate the grinds and all that stuff. Well, hey, Street Fighter V's waiting for you. It's gotten to the point of being a real game now rather than just like a tease piece. But for a while there, it was trying to do what y'all said. It had no replay value at all. At least Mortal Kombat 11 has replay value. Now, speaking of which, I heard like a rumor that Spawn is supposed to be in that game. And if he is, <laughs> I'm glad I got that DLC package. Because I'm going to be sitting back playing as Spawn. And y'all remember Spawn, right? Like, his his best game was uh, Soul Calibur 2 on Xbox. It just was. Armageddon just left a lot of holes in it. I mean, I tried to like that game. Because, like, it seemed like any Spawn game just wasn't the best. I mean, they tried with um, the Super Nintendo game. And then there was another game that came out for Dreamcast. It's it's rare. But it, it wasn't necessarily... It didn't really necessarily capture the essence of Spawn. It tried. It was called Spawn Eternal, I think. But, you know, it just seemed like he just hasn't had the best run in video games. But I gotta admit, he had a better run than Superman. (laughs) Oh, man. But if he's in Mortal Kombat 11, I think I know who I'm gonna probably, probably come after people with. That's just somebody I have to put on my list. You know, and I was thinking this, right? I wonder why they didn't reach out to getting Deadpool in the game. That would have been nice. They pretty much got everybody else. But um, I'm hoping that James Wan's uh, Mortal Kombat movie actually goes on its own keel too. And I hope, like, maybe it could have... Because, I mean, we all know, like, the story of Mortal Kombat 1. If you're somebody like me, who was born in the late 80s going into the 90s, you pretty much know the first story. You're fighting against... Shang Tsung, but this time it could be like a proper Shao Kahn you're fighting against. Because, man, you see, a lot of people try to say that both movies were bad. No. First movie was great, second movie was the one that was bad. I mean, you took, like, one of the 
biggest badasses in video games and turn him into a crying, sniveling, weak-ass daddy's boy. Yeah, I can't say mama's boy, but, you know, I can't say daddy's boy. And my God, like, they just shoehorned Shinnok in there as his father, and then they had Raiden be his brother, and it's like... And he still gets his ass kicked by Liu Kang. But then again, you could say, hey, it's the merger of the realms, Jay. But then you realize that 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 in that movie or that continuity, that Shao Kahn was technically a god, right? So, okay, okay. You, you know, it's just one of them kind of things. If you put two and two together and use logic. And see, in the 90s, you could get away with not using too much logic. But it's just odd to me that we are in that situation now. <laughs> you know? At least this time it'll be true to form, and then you try to figure out, and the characters are well-rounded enough that you can actually do a two-hour presentation around them. So here's high hopes to that. But moving forward, though, I was playing, uh, speaking of Street Fighter, I was playing Street Fighter V not too long ago. It's gotten better. I mean, it's just a lot of DLC for it in terms of uh, costumes and... Well, I don't know. I mean, like if it's like a, it feels more like a casual game at best. But you know, it's like all the stuff that they're supposed to have done is finally getting released for it. And I think, um, I think the producer of the games he said that there's going to be more DLC to come. So, hey, let's see what happens. But that's my problem with fighting games in general. Sometimes it's not like a complete roster. You get like all these, you get like the first twenty people. And then there's uh, sets for the other people to come into. And then you start paying for those other characters, even though you probably long since got tired of playing this game. And then you see the trailer for it, and you're like, oh, hey, okay, let's do that. Like, uh, for instance, Injustice 2. As soon as the Ninja Turtles popped up in there, you know, it's like, oh, this is an instant buy, right? And then you look at all these other gimmicks that they have. Um, same, thing with, same thing with Dead or Alive 6. Like, that's got some DLC to it. Of course, you had to pay 99 bucks for it, I think. Unless they finally found a way to say, well, you know, you just pay for half of it. So, yeah, it's just one of them kind of things. And it's like, uh, well, no, no. I want a complete roster. And truth is, is that I do want a complete roster. I remember when I was playing Street Fighter Cross Tekken on the PS3. Like, I couldn't play as Sakura and Blanca for the longest time. And then I was wondering why, and then I found out because they were they were mode locked, and like you know the characters for them were not ready yet, so I kind of had to wait. And then I saw like the um, season pass for them all, and this is at that point where nobody was playing the game anymore. And I was like, well, can't just sit here with an incomplete roster for for this quote partial game. So I went ahead and I bought it. Not not now, not now. This is like way way back when I, don't, I think it was like first season of the show but yeah it it, it, it kind of kills me because it's like whether you're there or whether you're not there and if you don't catch up you know you're lost out on the game and then you're sitting there with an incomplete roster and stuff I think at a certain period of time DLC should become free or at least this right why don't we just go ahead do a complete game for a little bit see what the sales turn out to be and then people will catch on to it, you know. A long time ago, they used to do that. Uh, they used to do that game of the year edition, right? What happened to that? Where you get all the DLC for free? Or wait, wait, never mind. They still do that, right? So, well, sort of, because when um when more, when Street Fighter Five came out with their arcade edition, 
You had season one and season two. You didn't have a season three. And season three was sitting right there in the gallows waiting for you. Say, hey, guess what? You go ahead and pay some. You go ahead and pay that twenty nine ninety nine so we can give you these extra characters. You know, Sagat was sitting right there grinning. And I was like, man, damn Capcom. But then you look at NetherRealm Studios and you look at um, you look at NetherRealm Studios. You look at whoever is developing for for SNK nowadays. And it's all still the same thing. Of course, though, at least uh, at least with King of Fighters now, because they learned a lesson from 12, you get a bigger roster in addition to what you buy in the add-ons. It's just little things like that kind of kind of bother me. Which is why, you know, I've been kind of slow on getting those other games that I was telling you all about. I'm still going to get Soul Calibur 6. I'm still going to get Dead or Alive 6, because I do have to keep the train rolling. And guess what? I can't retire anyway. I like to taste the fighting again, so I have to keep fighting. But also, they SNK has done something pretty unique. They are reviving Samurai Shodown. After all this time. This is before we got soaked into the Soul series, but a long time ago we had weapon-based combat in the form of Samurai Shodown. And it's finally coming back June 25th. And if you pre-order now, from what I heard in the advertisement, you pre-order now... You can actually get that DLC for free, I think. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, let, let's do this, right? Because I know I'm sold already. Shoot, all I gotta do is play as Haomau and go ahead and use my tornado cut and then just slice everything up. And then I can also do fatalities in the game where, like, you can, um, well, it's not like how it used to be. A long time ago, you could slit somebody's throat in the game and you see, like, blood splatter out. This, on the other hand, the whole screen becomes red with the uh, outlines of everything being black. I like that for I like that style, you know, so I'm going to work with that for a little bit. And man, oh man, if any of you guys out there want to fight sometime, you know, hey, you guys can drop your, um, your gamer tag or your PSN name down sometime and we'll see where we go from there. And speaking of which, uh, I'm still debating on getting that Xbox or that Switch. Because so, I know I told some of y'all about that. So, just be prepared to see what happens from here. Because the power play is coming back. Matter of fact, you already know that. And speaking of which, movies. I will concede. I will concede to all of you. I cannot redeem that new Hellboy movie. I can't do it. I, I want it to. I wanted to save it for a film redemption. I cannot do it. Like, everything that was so good about it was in that trailer. And then the actual movie comes out, and there's no punch. There, There's, like, the man, oh man, it was bad. That, that, that pretty much is a missed opportunity right there. So, it's like, you know, I, there's nothing you can do with it. It's like Mila Jovovich, she can play a great villainess. It just didn't happen in that movie. And, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not going to compare, you know, I'm not going to compare the man who played Hellboy to um, Ron Perlman, even though we should have got that resolution. But I thought he did okay. I thought his humor was on point. I thought, like, he, he was all right. But you see, the forced, um, forced chemistry of the cast and everything is just what kills that movie. Not to mention the boring storyline. We already know that Hellboy is going to bring about Armageddon. You know, it's just one of them kind of things. Like, put him on a mission, 
let's see what happens first, and then we'll go from there. You know? It's just, oh, man. So many misfires. So many opportunities. And then you try to realize what the witch's goal was for Hellboy, and it's like, no, nah, no, nah, this, this, this doesn't do it for me. Now, here's one of two things. I'm hoping they could probably try again with this. I'm hoping they could. Or, you know, like a soft reboot, per se. Not necessarily a movie that has to do this continuity thing. You know, for a um, for a trilogy. But I'm just thinking, like, something there that could actually, you know, actually change it into, like, Hellboy being on a mission. You know, doing something for the BRPD. There was supposed to be a BRPD movie we, sh- we could have got. But they did leave it open in the right way, though, where they found Abe Sapien. So I, I got to admit, at least at least there's something there. But just, man, what a way to go. However, however, there are, there are better movies than that, though. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to even say uh, Endgame. That was good. And I was sitting back thinking about this, too. How did Cap return the Soul Stone? Did they ever specify how he did that? Because he was supposed to give every gem back. So, how did he give the Soul Stone back? And there's already a rip in the timeline. Like, one way or another, you know there is. Because of that question and because, you know, the one version of Loki got away with the Space Stone. So, he's still living out there somewhere. So, this multiverse uh, thing that's going on in Spider-Man Far From Home actually makes a lot more sense when you really think about it. Because once you come back down from your Avengers or movie high, you'll start to understand and think about little details of the plot. And then you're like, oh, I see. Oh, I see. And, you know, sometimes whether it's got more holes in it than need be, then it has more holes in it. Especially after you get over the uh, final sequence of things. So I'm just sitting there questioning that. But then I realize it is what it is. And then, oh, speaking of which, happy belated celebration of X-Men Day. It's good to see that some of y'all are actually excited about Dark Phoenix. And that this is finally the end for this iteration of X-Men. It's a shame that New Mutants will not be with us for this uh, celebration. Because I thought that that had a lot, a strong premise. And then the Gambit movie's finally dead. I'm sorry, I just didn't have faith in it. I thought the guy who played Gambit in X-Men Origins Wolverine was already good enough for the role. I didn't care for Channing Tatum, you know? Matter of fact, he could go back to his other franchise, Magic Mike. Right? What Wasn't that what it was called? Magic Mike? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can go back to that if he wants to. I'm not going to say that he's a bad actor. I'm just going to say I just didn't care for him as, you know, Gambit. Which, by the way, he should have went ahead and did another G.I. Joe movie. Yeah, before you say Retaliation was the movie, Jay, it's like this. There's just something missing about that. And, you know, I, I, I thought he was okay as Duke. Much in the same way Marlon Wayans was good as Ripcord. But remember this, Marlon Wayans was also going to be um, Robin in the old Tim Burton Batman mythos. Thought they decided against it. So, a lot of, a lot of interesting things were going to take place. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, when you play uh, Sonic Spinball on hard mode... It just makes you think that you don't even need a Sonic movie. Cuz like all this stuff here, you're in the you're in the action. You don't really need it. Hmm, let's see what else do I have on my itinerary. Oh yes. And since it's May and M is for monster, 
The Monster Fest is coming back at the end of all of the... No, not Monster Fest. That's my event, and that's coming in October, by the way. But, um... No, 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 no. It's coming in September. September. Yep, there you go. Or no, 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 it's October. <laughs> I'm looking at my calendar of things, guys. But, um... Let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. M is for Monster, and Monster is Monsterverse. And then we're also going to be hanging out with the Monarch Corp because it's almost time. It's almost time for the Titans to destroy the Earth or have their ultimate battle and supremacy. Godzilla King of the Monsters is happening, and it's been 65 years of those movies, by the way. 65 years. Where has the time gone? And I'm going to be doing a marathon this week. Matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead this Saturday because you just can't sit back and watch Godzilla movies on any other day. It's got it's got to be a Saturday or a Sunday. And I'm going to go ahead and watch, try to watch at least as much of the original Showa series, and then I'm going to try to catch um try to catch all the stuff that's made by Legendary on Sunday. I'll be doing some live tweeting too, and some pictures here and there. So stay tuned to the Instagram, or no, no, no. The Facebook page could use some use. So stay tuned to the Facebook page, alright? So that's what I'm going to be doing for uh, this weekend's event. It's going to be a little kaiju fest. That's what I'll call it. Because, man, I am psyched. And I got also the the Godzilla PS4 game sitting there looking at me. So might test out some streaming capabilities when I'm done with the show for it. But yeah, so I, you know, like, I just can't wait to see what happens. Because I know, like, at the end of this, it's going to be Godzilla vs. Kong. And then after Godzilla vs. Kong, they don't have anything, I see. But I also heard, like, the um, four monsters that we're going to be looking into, there's also going to be, I think Loch Ness is supposed to be in this movie as well. It might be a cameo appearance, it might be whatever, you know, whatever they want it to be. But I think, I think, I think more the merrier. But then again, they probably will say, well, this is the first one we captured, and it proves that there are monsters amongst this earth, and, and you know, all that other stuff they told you in Kong Skull Island, which, uh, yeah, I do have to watch Kong Skull Island, too, because that movie's coming out next year. So, I'm just glad to see everybody's excited about it, and Toho has done something pretty cool in terms of the 65th anniversary. They have the website all ready to go, and it's called officiallygodzilla.com so and whenever you get a chance you know check it out see what you like about it i think it's kind of bare bones right now but they got wallpapers up of some of godzilla's classic battles like when he fought against hetera the smog monster and then there's another one where he fought against ibra the sea monster that giant lobster or whatever which um i haven't seen godzilla versus sea monster in years i thought that was interesting but, you know, it's kind of funny when you think about it because, you know, Godzilla versus the sea monster sounds redundant, don't it? No, 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 really think about it. It's like, Godzilla is a sea monster, though, right? To a point. So it's like, little things like that. And then, for those of you out there that hated Godzilla's revenge, I do have to try to redeem this film. Don't at me, I'm going to redeem it. And here's my redemption on it. It was more like a best of. If you can look at it from that without all of uh, Goofy Minya talking at you, you know, you can see that this is a pretty okay movie. Especially with the funky jazz theme at the beginning of it, for us U.S. viewers. Um, Those of you out there in the uh, foreign countries, or the native country, I should say, 
you know, you had a pretty pretty triumphant theme for it. But for those of us over here in the West, we had to get all that jazzercise funk theme going on. And I thought it was nice, especially for the saxophone. I've been trying to mimic the whole Godzilla Revenge opening uh, with my harmonica, too. I have been. And, uh, well, you know, it sounds kind of if or whatever. So I'm just like, nah, <laughs> I'm going to give that one up. Or no, 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 no. I just got a new set not too long ago. The Haunter um, Special 20, so I'm going to try to practice and, you know, maybe I could do that live for y'all sometime. And in case you didn't know, I was a bit of a musician. Well, I am. I actually do play the harmonica now and again. So that's just little things. And I'm on this damn second stage of Sonic Spinball where you're in the lava house. And it, and it sucks because, see, this is an emulated port. And, you know, sometimes the walls can put you anywhere they want to put you. Like, there was times where I was uh, stuck in a graphic and then I automatically died. And I'm like, not today. And I should just power play this for you guys. But that, that'll be next time. Oh, and although, it's been a very interesting week so far. I know, like, we had to say goodbye to a couple of legends. So we had to say goodbye to Doris Day and we had to say goodbye to Tim Conway. But, you know, hey, like I told you all before, these people have lived to... You know, they have lived long, strong, legendary lives. You know, it'd be kind of selfish for us to wish that they were still living and everything, you know? So it's, it's, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to think about, right? But, you know, here's what, here's what I'll tell you. Just like when Stan Lee passed, I was like, you know, thank you. Thank you for everything that you've done for us. Thank you for giving us a milestone to stretch to and something to look forward again. Thanks for showing, you know, how important comedy is. Thank you for showing how hard it takes to be a leading lady. You know what I'm saying? It's little things like that that make you appreciate, like, these people for what they have brought for us and what they have left for us. And that's how we maintain the legacy. You know? And then some of us, you know, if we are brave enough to, we could take rank, we could learn from their aspect, and we could become great content creators that somebody else in the future could look towards and be inspired by as well. Now, I don't know how far I'm going to go with podcasting in general. I, I do plan to do the J-Man show until, you know, until I'm old and feeble as well. But, you know, I don't know how long these careers will go, you know, especially when doing J360 productions. But I'm going to do it as long as I can. See what I'm saying? And hopefully I struck a chord with some people out there that are willing to help out from time to time or willing to you know take it up to that next level you know and hit that hit that red carpet and everything else that's what i hope and you see like when stan lee passed it was hard for a lot of us right come on it's okay but you know he think about all the years of comics that that he wrote and all the people he inspired it's going to be the same thing when alan moore passes right or Frank Miller, or, you know, John, any of the John Ramitas. Think about it. There's a lot of people out there, you know? I mean, like, when Lynn, Way, uh, Lynn Wayne, or I'm trying to th think of how to spell his name without butchering it, but, uh, you know, when Lynn Wayne, uh, the, one of the creators of Wolverine, you know, when he passed away, it was a lot, guys. But that's why we got to be brave enough to do some artwork that's similar to him. You know, and, and try to preserve that legacy and then try to carve out our own legacy while we're at it so that we can become the new legends. See? 
I mean, I won't, I won't deny the fact that there's a lot of other podcasters that inspire me too. Like, you know, you got, um, let's see, let's name a few. You got, um, the M retail slave show. You got the Epic film guy show, the countdown podcast with Paul and Wayne. Uh, you got Colt 45 podcast. You got, um, you got, let's see, there's, there's a lot of them. There's a real, real lot of them today. You got the waffle podcast. Well, they're called the Waffle Cast because they're part of Waffle Productions, but those guys are pretty, pretty awesome too. Um, you got the Grave Girls podcast. You got the Mixed Feelings podcast. Just uh, the Couch Party podcast, though. He hosts his uh, Welcome to Rantyville now. That's the Ranty Bastard, by the way. Like, there's a lot of people that inspired me along the way, and they kind of helped me to discover where I need to be at with some of the stuff that I've done. And then, of course, I, oh, how can I forget? Um, the unwritable rant, <laughs> yeah, yeah, with Juliet Miranda, she she's awesome, and of course, shout outs to Dave, who's our producer, and um, you know, the, the list goes on, and then like the Buffet Boys for a long while there, we were running Nick and Nick with our shows because um, their show was on Wednesday, my show was on Wednesday, and we were like, we had like the same amount of episodes, and then you know, like I went on hiatus, they go on hiatus, so things have changed and then there was another show that came along that was running nick and nick with minds and that was the home video hustle podcast so you know it's just little things like that and it's cool because it just keeps you on your toes it means that you're inspired to keep working and keep pushing for like that next effort you know which is why i'm never ever going to stop doing the show for a while i mean if there's going to be another milestone which there will be I hope that they all appreciate the shout-outs that I've given them as far as, like, episode 100, because... Oh, wait, wait, wait. The Nerd Rage podcast, too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Hey, can't forget about you, Ryan. You were there since day one. Guys, there's a lot of us now. But anybody else in the Potterin family, though, I pretty much I pretty much have seen your show, because I can't get enough to listen to some of the wild stuff that we all talk about. Um, the 3R show... And then Wrestling is Trash is Good. And then, of course, there's the Joe Mo Show. Joe Moffat himself. Crazy, <laughs> crazy bastard. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and then the S. Anthony Says, S. Anthony, uh, the S. Anthony Show. Both of his shows are great. And then, um, there's Casual Talk with, no, not Casual Talk, Casual, Casual Sex with Crumb. I like his I like his take, you know, even though I don't go as far as like to talk to porn, you know, talk about porn stars and, you know, adult situations that much, you know, I, I do like the context of his show because it really makes you think. So, but that's just me dro name dropping a few people that I know that have inspired me and kept me on my toes, especially when developing a show like this. And, you know, like um, uh, the Geekdom fan cast, too. Yep. <laughs> Podverse is huge now. And man, this see, I hate this level. <laughs> yeah, you know, I gotta, I gotta try to get in one of the shafts over here, and I just can't get Sonic into the, into the hose. Oh wait, there we go. About time. Oh wait, oh wait, the boss room's unlocked. Yep, time to finish this level so I can get to the better one. But you know, I, it seems like I'm stalling for time, and I'm not. I'm just playing a game while I'm doing episode 100 right now. But it's getting closer to the end, guys. And, um, I'm going to be honest with you all again. After this episode, I'm going to try to change the format of things a little bit. 
You're going to get something a little bit newer. You're going to get something fancier. Hey, who knows? Um, maybe some more guesses, I, I suppose. Don't believe him. Hey, that's not right. Okay, okay, okay. So let's say, you know, maybe things are going to be a little bit newer. You know what I'm saying? Yes! Yes! All right. Maybe, maybe I'll think about it a little bit more, and then I'll get back to you all on it, all right? But all in all, hey, I want to thank everybody for listening and tuning in. Hopefully you learned something. Hopefully you got a laugh out of it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just it's just the sky's the limit from here, guys. And there's going to be more episodes to come. And uh, let's see. You're getting a mini bite tomorrow. Matter of fact, yep, yeah, you are getting a mini bite tomorrow. You didn't get one on any of the other days. J360 Radio Live is happening next Friday. So that that's going to be next Friday's... Um, big shebang for you all and then let's see what else what else in the itinerary episode 101 is coming next wednesday so yeah from here on out got a pretty busy book ahead so i'm gonna go ahead and sign off of here thank you all for being supportive and being here for episode 100 this is the j-man signing off peace out